There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Match Ball. Hello there. Welcome to the show. Brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball for a 10% discount on your legal fees. Um, do some thingy, Michael. Someone shouted it really, really loudly in the tunnel today as if starting a chant. Right. Will's probate and conveyance. I'm trying to remember the tune, but it was good. It was good. And so are the Will's probate and conveyancing services offered by uh, Levi Solicitors. Thank you very much. So use them for that. Will they chant it in court? I believe so. Is that part of the service? Yeah, although, although conveyancing doesn't normally go to court. Um, it does if you shout about it loud enough. Yeah, well, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, two one. It was all right in the end. It was all right, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, I was quite nervous for for the end of that game in an unnecessary way because we should have been about four goals up, shouldn't we? Mm. Yeah, thought so. Um, it so was distracted by Sam Greenwood's free kick. Bloody hell! Uh, I've heard it was a, a beauty. He's, look how far out he is. Miles out. Oh, that top is nice. corner. And that's not ideal for the listeners or viewers, but you know, They'll it's good. It right. It's They'll good, trust me. Stop watching this. It's on the internet. He was our hero, wasn't he, today? By um, clawing that gap smaller, clawing them back in. Uh, what do you think of the game today, then? We were good for the most part. It was just a shame. We kind of made it really, really horribly anxious towards the end because we there were so many chances, weren't there? So many chances. But I thought Piro had a really good one for the header. Ruta had a couple... Anthony was a really good save from their keeper. It just felt like chance after chance, and I think it doesn't matter because we won. Yeah. <laughs> it's the short version. I think we got a little bit sucked into Huddersfield mode where um, we got started thinking about 4 0 first half, but instead of scoring two more goals, mm. uh, we just started flicking it around. And um, I don't think, going from Daniel Farker's body language, that he was the happiest bunny going into the tunnel at half-time, because I think he was also feeling that there had been a certain amount of pissing around mm, when yeah. he would have rather have seen some um, scoring around. <laughs> yes. In and around their um, net. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it did have the, the Huddersfield shape about it, didn't it? But I think maybe there was a little bit of cruise controlling going on at, one, at some point where we thought, all we need to do is just keep knocking it about and eventually, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get, were, get through and turn them over. They were a lot better than Huddersfield, mm. I thought. They were still bad. Yeah. I mean, they had a bit of... It felt like they had an actual plan, though. It wasn't necessarily always working, but in terms of the structure of their team and the, when they were pressing and stuff, that all felt fairly organised, even yeah. if it wasn't working brilliantly, whereas Huddersfield just seemed to turn up and just try to all do their own thing. Well, they had a, a decent plan, but they kept um, 
messing it up by doing stupid stuff. Mm. Like how many times they kept just banging the ball square across their own penalty area <laughs> in the air was ridiculous. And their goalkeeper really loved the West um, Stand. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so kicking that. it there as often as he possibly could. So there were there was um, yeah there was a plan. Uh, they seemed to be determined to, um, to sabotage their own mission, mm. yes. which helped us. But the important thing is though, it's three points. It it's is. all accounts, and sometimes you just got to grind. We gr- ground, grinded, ground, grinded, grinder, grinder. We grinded them. Yeah, um, and we got the points. So that's that's all the matters in the I mean, end. It's been and a really. I know because I think it's just come out of the game and I feel a bit stressed. Probably not as happy as I should be. Yeah. But there's well, a number of people in the comments on YouTube. <laughs> we're live streaming for TSB Plus members. Uh, are saying exactly that. Like, and smile. We won against um, against uh, uh, another team and, and as well nine undefeated at home. I think it's because the, the finish was quite stressful unnecessarily and a bit mm-hmm. annoying. But I think you can come out of it still pleased. And also, there's the added stress of this being a new studio for us today. Like, yes, yeah, so nothing quite works. We're not quite sure if everything's going to stand up to, to scrutiny, like with the streaming and stuff. So forgive us if it doesn't. Um, we'll catch up with you afterwards if it falls over at any point. But mm. yeah, new internet connection and all. So do do forgive us if we're mildly distracted. But um, we are we are happy. I'm happy. I mean, yeah. I'm still in a nice time. And and eight days ago, we were facing potentially going. We've gone 17 points behind Leicester, I think, or something something mm-hmm. daft. If if they'd have beaten us, now we're breathing them right in, aren't we? And they've lost two in a row. Yep, bold fraud. Useless. Yep. Just goes to show Ipswich have had a lucky win. Obviously, I've not seen it, but it was a very fortunate win. Who I'm going to say beat? some chumps. Well, uh, Swansea. You know, Swansea, oh, yeah, right. you know, you've got to have hot takes, haven't you, on the internet when it comes yes. to internet broadcasting? So, are we, say, are we saying Leicester have finished? Leicester have finished. Um, Ipswich were lucky and will also drop out of the playoffs. Yeah. Southampton keep winning as well, don't they? Yeah. That's a bit annoying. Man. It could get very interesting between now and May, mm. which would be a chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't want interesting. I just want to win the, the league. Mm. And the way we'll do that is by beating Plymouth 2-1 mm. every week. So it's kind of three points of progress. I don't think we'll be allowed to play them every week, though. No, but... They'll um, try and mix it up and make us play everyone twice. As long as we can find enough teams like them and just keep doing the same to them. Because it was never... It did get a little bit close towards the end, but they weren't really good enough to... Pro- I mean, they, uh, again, when you talk about them sabotaging themselves... When they had the sort of the last chance to throw the ball forward, they passed it out wide to their number ten, and the ball just bounced off him and went out for a throw in. And I was mm. like, they're, they're not going to be able to do anything here. The goal that they got, whatever, I need to see it back to see exactly what was going on. It was, it was, a, it was a, a good ball easy. and a good yeah. finish, but um, it's just one of those things that can sometimes happen in a in a, in a game. I mean, I said at half time we were. It got quite flat again towards the back end of the first half, didn't it? Almost kind of there was almost like a hush descended on us because we, we were so much in control. Uh, of the game I just said to my dad at half time we need to score the next goal in order for this to go the same way to mm-hmm. Huddersfield and to be comfortable um, and then they did and it made it a bit more uncomfortable than is necessary but it was alright wasn't it there were points in the first half I was thinking it, not to draw parallels with the quality but it, it felt a little bit like when you watch Man City and you're like they'll score eventually here yeah. In, yeah. with us because you're like we've got enough good players and as, as well as they appear to be holding structure and stuff as soon as one of our players took it past someone which we have lots of players who can do that it fell apart from because players had to start moving out of position there were big gaps opening up and it was like eventually this will yeah. we'll just chip away at me and we will score three or four goals and it we got a couple in quick succession and then uh, I think that's a slightly different thing with us is we got a couple of goals in quick succession How? what time was it when we scored the second so within half an hour 20 and 28 up. minutes wasn't and it, you yeah. feel like the game's pretty much won um, at that point and it does become a matter of how many were going to score and the problem was I think the players there was that moment when uh, I can't remember exactly the order it went in but it was passed to 
Somerville and he laid it off to Rutter and he gave it to James. And he gave it back to Somerville and like one of you, like, let's just shoot. Um, but instead of that, it got a little bit too much kind of, um, let's try and score some pretty goals before half time. When if we had scored a third between half an hour and, and half time, I think the game then becomes completely relaxed and they can do um, all that stuff and it turns into a bit of a, maybe the same, because Huddersfield was a bit of a flat second half because we had the 4-0 the win, but maybe we would have been able to keep um, rocking out the flicks. We just, I think we started enjoying it a bit too early mm. when um, one more, with the pressure on, one more goal like the first two would have then let us do. There was a point, uh, we gave up a chance in the second half because Glenn Kamara was doing back heels in our own half. <laughs> and at that point, I was thinking, we do need, like, Farker has a point when he was saying a while ago, it's like, bring out all the skills, do out the dancing, um, but don't set out to embarrass them. I think that also meant it's, and there's no other way of getting around it because Neil Warnock absolutely nailed the sentiment where it's enjoy yourself, but enjoy it by being fucking disciplined. And there was just a little bit of that not happening and you could see Farker on the touchline when we were, um, I think there was one where Rutter back heeled it on the edge of the box and Plymouth broke and he's just like just stop doing yeah. skills there were a couple of moments when the decision making wasn't quite right yeah, yeah. But, even, but it was because we were having too much fun but and that's the other <laughs> thing is it's loads of fun and I love seeing them all do that and it's really um, fun and if Glenn Kamara wants to do um, back heels in our half great we just needed that one more goal um, because it just felt um, like what would happen but there, there is the difference that perhaps in previous years even without that stuff we could lose to Plymouth quite easily yeah. um, and Farker's talking about it now Farker's saying that he didn't say this before the game that he was worried about us after a spotlights performance against Leicester he went on about it for about half an hour that we had to concentrate and not uh, allow Plymouth to kind of um, trip us up after such a big win but that was an element um, as well We so I'm kind of extrapolating what I think Farker will feel with some of this is I get I guess did you have a little telly today them. I did not I was up on <sighs> the gantry today I went for a, a big view were you thinking about penalties yes it looked like there was a definite one in the first half admittedly the far end yeah well would you it like me like, to address this it looked like someone... he was through and someone just barged through the back of him well yeah. I was going to say um, the opinion that's coming through on YouTube comments is that we got away with one each um, and oh, really? v- VAR, was there one? VAR probably would have given each side a penalty. The one Ampadu did. Yeah, but, but that's what people are saying. Like I said, I don't. I, God, didn't... I thought he went over like really looking for it. I thought he. Just, I thought he looked like he ran and stopped and then just chucked himself over and bugged him for that. But then again, <laughs> I think that's I'm what, thoroughly that's, biased. That's what, <laughs> that's what should have happened, Michael, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it was it was a very familiar start to the game, wasn't it? Like so, that first twenty minutes, half an hour, you thought, ah, this is how it's going to be. You know, filling his non twenty minute text that I never get. Um, I don't know why he stopped stop hoping just, for it. I just want him to one day... He's never going to send it. I just want him to one day recognise me, remember Looking, it's, pro- it's probably the signal in Ellen Road. He probably has messaged. It's probably just not come oh, through. He's got the Wi-Fi password. Uh, oh, so I forgot the bell, didn't I, when you mentioned the gantry. Sorry. Oh, that's there made it go. down. Because we're tidy the studio open, I can actually find stuff now. It's, in, it's not in its usual place. Um, yes, uh, first half an hour, yeah. Look recognisable. Passing it around in total control. Two goals in front. I was having a very nice time up to that point. And I didn't mm. really get excessively stressed in the second half. I just thought, I oh, don't do this, Leeds. It's not fair. I think I made a note of um, of stress about 70 minutes, 69 minutes, bit of nervousness. They were just having possession, but without doing anything with it. And it's like, this is probably fine, but if they do score now, there's enough time for them to score another and it, it's just a bit unnecessary. I mean, I will say about the stress at the end of the in the defence, we did only have one out of four 
first choice defenders on the pitch at the end, didn't we? Essentially, because that is not what our back four is meant to look like. Mm. And the goal did come down our left, didn't it? Which I didn't sort of notice Furpo doing anything wrong. But I also can't remember. You're itching to find I also, something. Well, I just can't remember where he was when they crossed it in <laughs> no. for, that, for that goal because it definitely came from his side. And he scampered upfield, maybe. I and don't the, know. And he was in the channel down alongside Cooper, who mm. obviously also has got the the pressure on him today because he's, he's the uh, the old lag coming in to replace the young pirates. <laughs> so, um, but the, the, young, the big sexy patient now he is. Cooper was mm. good today, and I would have to watch that goal a few more times to see if anybody really had any. Um, Do you think Cooper was good? I thought I thought it was it, yeah. was it was fine as far as Cooper mm. is. There were a couple of moments when I, he did things that I recognised that are Cooperisms. But do you remember there was that one? I think it would be the first half when they broke down our right hand side, and Cooper I think had two men to pick from, and he kind of kind of didn't either. He sort of went towards the ball momentarily, and then he realised the bloke was running past him, so went back after the after the man, mm. but got caught the wrong side. And I thought, yeah, your decision making is just not quite a hundred percent there, is it? It's not of that same level that we've seen in other players, but. It's maybe confirmation bias from me. But did he make any mistakes? Like, but did he make any mistakes that cost us? I don't think he did. He, gave, he seemed to give the ball away a fair, a fair number of times as well. Where there were, it's because you hate Liam Cooper. <laughs> That's exactly why <laughs> he was in hoof mode rather than Pascal Strauch, who's been in I think that bring was it, it down and pass it mode. But I think that's good. Like, don't mm. try to, yeah. don't try to play like the player you're replacing. Play like the player that you are. Yeah. And if you're 32 year old Liam Cooper, and the best idea is to get it all down their their end, and the best place for it was, you know. Well, no, not the best place for it, what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, down there end, because we just press Plymouth and they give us the ball there. Mm. So it's a little bit of Jesse Marshism of like, give them the ball and then go and get it back off them. Um, but I didn't think any of that stuff was particularly a problem. It's hard to judge because only Plymouth and we were attacking them so relentlessly. And I think for the first, um, apart from Ethan Ampadu who got tackled on 80 seconds, that was the first time, that was the first interruption to our 100% possession at the start of the game. <laughs> I counted that as well. I was watching the clock. And then we kept it yeah. for just about another um, 90 seconds after that and ended up with a chance. So that level of dominance, I don't think you can really say anything either way about what Liam Cooper was doing. He did most things fine. Yeah, yeah. If it's his fault for the goal, then we'll we'll go round to his house in Hull and we'll start... <laughs> throwing fireworks at his shed or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Whatever do. it does to get it out of the system. Yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, there were some lovely moments that I think, like you were saying about like recency bias, we've kind of we've forgotten all the good stuff to a certain extent because the, the end got a little bit hairier than it needed to. Mm. But there were some awesome moments, um, as Tom's mentioned as well, like, for example, when Ruta went through some lovely like, build-up in the... Uh, in, well, some of the build-up play in the build-up to that, and oh, he just he just didn't quite have it today, did he? That that final ball that we've complimented so much with Ruto, he just it kind of wasn't there today quite so much. I think he just didn't have those quite. It wasn't quite fizzing in the same way, but he was still brilliant all the same. Yeah, he, some of the there was a turnage on the edge of the box, and it's into the realms of being sort of worth the admission money to yeah. watch him do certain things. And he's you see him in tight spaces, and all of a sudden he's in loads of space. And you're like, oh, so good. But yeah, he had a few chances that he missed today. There's one where the keeper was off his line and he tried to I think he tried to knock it over him and it was that he should have done better with that and there was another one where it was pulled back to him in the box and he put it over didn't he so there were chances he should probably have taken but you know who did finish really well today little Dan James Dan James picked his spot top mm. corner absolute beauty and there was also bearing in mind um, if you're talking about reputations and, and how we feel about certain players when that ball came to him, I had absolutely no doubt that was going in the top corner. I Dan thought, James is going to score. I was going to say that. It fell to him and I thought, ah, yes, because it'll be like the chance he had the other, mm. the other week. Because yeah. he's scoring so many these days. And previously, when I looked at Dan James picking up a ball like that, I'd always think, well, this is going in the stand. It was a good chance though. Because I mean, I'm in the cops, so I was behind it. And you could just see there was just a huge space. It's like, just put yeah. it in there. And he did. Pretty, it was easy, great. pretty easy not to. Well, true enough. So true he did enough. very well. And it was good off of uh, Glenn Kamara. Just say um, that's chasing down their defender to six thousandth goal, six thousandth goal by Dan James. By Dan James, yes. Um, so that was nice. And Peru got the goal that I predicted he would get in this game. Was well. that run again? Wasn't it that one where he comes off the shoulder? Kind of. He comes, yeah, comes in down the left. Mm-hmm. Is that a ghost? We were talking about ghosting the other day. Is that a ghosting in? Is he ghosted into the box at that point? I mean, he, could, he was pretty visible. No one, no one went with him anyway. No, he was just in some space. Well, there's not a lot of room because he he, went, he sort of runs that close to Somerville um, that if you were trying to mark him, you would run into the back of Somerville and knock him over and give away a penalty mm. um, and then a little through ball. And I, I've yet to see, it felt like it was a really, really, really good finish. I'm not sure if there was like maybe a, the ball bounced off the keeper or something, so it's still just a really, really good finish. But um, good finish. <laughs> yes. Undoubted. Um, As is Glenn Kamara. Yes. A he, good finish. Mm. Yes. Did you like that? So... Um, that's too good so it didn't really matter if um, Ruter was he likes to put the ball over the bar doesn't he mm. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what um, took my breath away momentarily which was the one where uh, was it Ruter actually supplied this and it I think we were harrying him and maybe chasing him down won the ball back in their area and someone stuck it over I might be getting the build up wrong I can't quite remember but it's the one where Somerville just had to tap it in at the far post and then that guy just came flying yes. in and blocked it. I was like, oh, how's that, he got that? That was quite early on, wasn't it? Ruter also put one, saying his passing was out, he did absolutely put one on a plate for Piro, that header. The mm. Piro, I oh, think Piro yeah. rushed it. I think he imagined there was someone near him. Well, keeper was about to take him out. But he, he, could have, he could have actually brought it down, probably. He had that much space. Yeah. But that was a nice bit of play and a lovely pass. What do we think about their number eight? 
Can't remember. Edwards came on as a sub, got booked for rugby tackling Dan James. Oh, that guy, Moments yeah. after he had um, gone in late on Dan James. And the a ref- couple of minutes after he had um, got into like a kicking fight on the floor with Joe Roden over a throw and then tried to punch Ampadu. He's quite a wild guy. He felt like the ref let an awful lot of stuff go and then gave some free kicks for some really, really mild stuff. Yeah. Like anything on the halfway line, a slight bit of a shirt pull or something that he judged. Absolutely giving those all day yeah. but to them. And then, yeah, a few quite aggravated assaults. It was more or less like, ah, fine. A few just aggravated assaults. Just let those ones go. It was really funny. He was like, he's just, um, yeah, I was looking up to see who, who he was. He's some 33-year-old clogger. He's just been around and he absolutely fulfilled the ref, the role. No, no, the uh, this Joe Edwards, Joe Edwards fella. You know, when you come away from Joe the Edwards, game. That's your generic Bournemouth player's name, isn't it? Yeah, so still, Edward, it should be really right. It's um, it's the right sort of coast. So yeah, sometimes you come away for a game, you go, "Oh, I like their their uh, their striker was really good" or something. But he made an impression on me. Mm. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't actually notice it was all the same guy because they were just some Plymouth players. Yeah, <laughs> I think he, you I think arrogant, he, uh, you arrogant bastard. I think he acquired the captain's armband when he came on as well. Oh, okay, just <sighs> in, a, in a proper leader. Fuck shit up. Yeah, uh, as been, we've touched on this yet. I don't know if we have uh, about the um, the clip that we played from the the Leicester people the mm. other day uh, about being. I mean, we're still eleven points clear. Not anymore. Nope. It's eight. I've well, looked at could... the table. They've got thirty nine points. We've got thirty one. That's eight. Yeah, well, should we get extra points because Sam Greenwood scored the goal? Yeah, well, like a bonus point. Like yeah, and also run. it's another Yorkshire team if we're pre nineteen seventy four. The other York, so, well, the other Yorkshire what, teams. Middlesbrough. Yeah, or is it post-1974? They're sort of York. They can be Yorkshire today, can't they? Whatever they think they are, they're not. Should I see Sheffield Wednesday lost 4-0 at home? <laughs> they're not having a nice time. Darren Mower's shout army didn't do well, well either. What's the attendance? At Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it tells you on it. It does. If you scroll, scroll up on FOTMOB, it did, it'll oh, be there somewhere. Oh, 25 and a half thousand. It's not bad, People actually. are still going to watch that. Darren Mower's shout army lost in the 92nd minute, having had two shots in the whole game. And uh, Rotherham got pumped, our next opponent, which is uh, going to fill them with confidence, obviously. Plymouth um, fans raised the fact that we're in the uh, the same league as Rotherham because there was quite a lot of singing about Old Trafford falling down. Yes. Going from the south stand, and that was their retort, which I felt was kind of like, um, fair point. Mm. Yeah. It, it is, but, kind of a, but this, Oh, this... and they brought a balloon. I was quite impressed. A hot air one? No, just like, you know, like a birthday party balloon? Yes. They had one of those and it was green and they were bouncing that around. And so, and I also learned that the Plymouth fans have a song where they go, uh, clap, 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 green. <laughs> That's a good spat then. That was really good. <laughs> Don't spit in the new studio. <laughs> just green yeah that's what it sounded like unless I've, I've completely missed something I was looking down I don't think it's any of the players names you need names. two syllables for that song yeah like, <laughs> no, the not anymore song. the greens you oh, can just do whatever green. you can do whatever like you Moore. want oh, I suppose Darren Moore we, we said that they mostly said that into two syllables didn't they so and the, yeah and that's that's when I noticed that they had this one balloon with them so I don't know if that's what they were singing it at I was walking down some Plymouth fans walking back from the ground could hear them talking in their Plymouth accents what were they saying I quite like it one of them was complaining. Did you, did you get open? Because Google was, Translate can do it on the fly now, can't it? That's quite. I don't mind it as an no, accent. It's, it's I like it. Yeah. But there was. Uh, what is a Plymouth accent? Can you do was, see, do what they were saying? A bit like that. It's a little bit like, country bumpkin. Yeah, it's, it's the same as my Bristol accent. I think. <laughs> oh, my Dorset accent or Cornwall. <laughs> it's all the bloody same down there. Um, but yeah, one of them was just complaining because they weren't talking about the game at all. One of them was too slow and couldn't keep up with the rest of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all he was moaning about. Yeah, um, I, I had a chat with a couple of them um, on the walk up from here beforehand as well. 
had to set off at 6.30 in the morning. Buses, their buses left this morning at 5.15 um, to get up here. It's a hell of a way down there. It is a hell of, hell of a long way. Uh, yeah, my but overall... Actually, fair play to them. They did actually sell their allocation as well. Yeah, and they sang, they sang as well for the most part. Mm. Which yeah, is quite a noisy bunch. It's yeah. a strange atmosphere at Ellen Road this year, isn't it? Yeah. It, I, it has little moments of being really good, but then there's a, there's a lot of second half in the lead vibes about it I, I agree it's what I said it the other week didn't I I agree with what you said about you wonder if it's a bit like what being Man City is like like being so dominant over a team it's almost like you're waiting for something to happen mm. it's like because we we control possession so much just knock it around the back in non, like non-threatening areas and they'll dip it into midfield it'll go back and you're just trying to pull them out of shape and maybe it's sort of, sort of a reflection of the dominance in the tactics I don't know I noticed that today that like a lot of the, the are you saying it'd be better atmosphere if we were worse? Well, no. I'll, I'll give you an example. There was a moment in the in the first half where I think they sort of broke on us, and Glenn Kamara was the player closest to the action. And but there's sort of two men there, and rather than going for the, there's a there's a possible chance maybe of getting a foot in and getting a tackling, but he didn't. He just dropped back in between the two, retreated a little bit, conceded some territory, mm. and it's just about maintaining shape, isn't it? And then and then forcing them to play in areas where they can't hurt you, and maybe force the ball back towards the keeper and get him to punt it into the west stand, as was touched on. <laughs> There's a lot of kind of there's a lot of keeping shape I think that's um, that's going on with Farker's system, um, and I'm not saying it's risk averse. It's just that it's not blood and thunder, and football is not blood and thunder anymore, is it? It's just not allowed to be that. Um, it's about you know controlling space, controlling possession, and maybe it's not it's not that exciting for the most part, but it does result in total dominance. I think we and, and, and teams come and sit back off us as I well. I think we play some really nice stuff. That we, makes it almost sound like we're being boring. No, I think which at the, I, I don't think he's I'm a not fair saying reflection. that. I'm saying at the moments when it's flat, it's because mm. we're so dominant that. It, there's almost nothing to get excited about. If yeah. that makes sense. It's a yeah. perfect time for a sing song. Yeah. But mm. I think there were moments where today when people realised that and kind of there was like an East End, East End gives a song that came from the South and just the, that, you know, attempt to lift it a little bit. And Farker touched that actually on it, didn't he, as well in his pre match. Um, he wanted the burger sellers to be getting right in the faces of the Plymouth fans, didn't he? <laughs> there was a little bit of um, leads going up towards the end of the game as well, which I hope just, you appreciated. It was just as they scored, wasn't it? Uh, it yes, got, it was yeah. shortly before they scored. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's what we get for that. So let's, let's. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's quite fun. I mean, yes, we can't on the one hand be like, there's not enough singing and then, oh, but fucking hell, don't sing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was almost inevitable. Script was written. There's a little, uh, should we be singing this? Ah, no, Plymouth say no. But my, my overall takeaway feeling from it is like, you know, sometimes, as I said, you got you just got to grind them out and we did that and I'm happy coming away from that. I've had another nice time for the most part at Ellen Road. It's. I'm enjoying the the Jeopardy free feeling for the most part after mm. the last few years, but maybe it does need a bit of Jeopardy to get the atmosphere going. Yeah, there's a bit of a change from I think from last time we were down here. The Jeopardy was that we could play, we could have like 25 shots on goal or something stupid and lose, which would be uh, annoying. Whereas this time, if we're playing like we play today, where we're having 25 shots, we probably did. Um, we win, but the problem we have, which we didn't necessarily have um, last time we were getting promoted was um, we'll play really badly at Stoke or something mm. um, when we just like we changed wingers and put Groove in and none of it really worked and it was kind of like a, a bad performance and everything went wrong um, when we were yeah 2019 sort of era um, we were generally playing really well in every game so but now I have a but you, we would still risk losing. Now, if we start playing well, as we did in the first half hour, first half, whatever Plymouth did in the second half, kind of took the edge off the fun, but never put me into a place of thinking yeah. like we might lose this. 
because we were playing well. Because they, yeah, and, and they just lacked that bit of quality to yeah. cause proper jeopardy, didn't they? It, it, was, be interesting, it, was, a good, it was a good uh, goal, but then you never felt like they were going to repeat it again. No. Didn't, you didn't really see that. That's a good point. And then, um, yeah, it felt like they'd done their one good thing. And then, um, but the risk will be, um, or the worry will be, if we turn up to a game and the first half hour is not happening, things aren't firing, players aren't finding each other. And um, you could sort of tell that about the Stoke game that from the first 20 minutes, like, just wasn't not, doesn't, wasn't right. All right, Phil. We still nearly won that game. But <laughs> we, we did. That's the thing, we didn't play well that day and everyone yeah. acknowledges we didn't play well. But if Bamford scores the penalty, we'd probably win anyway. Yeah. Um, Byram hamstring strain. Mm. Only a little one. He, he, he seemed to walk off all right, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he wanted to keep going. Yeah. Oh, did he? Uh, at least we've got the international break where they can just sort of nurse, yeah. him, nurse him through that. Didn't he do this just before the last international break? It was Ipswich, wasn't it? Did he miss a... There was is a game he, is he trying to get out that. of his England call-up? <laughs> he should be having an England call-up because he is fucking class. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, he looked like he was saying, I think I'm okay to keep playing. Um, but what's his face? Rob Price. Um, I think he's got some takers for a few uh, a few people. Um, just some of Farkas' comments in the post-match press conference. Um, he is bemoaning the lack of clinical finishing. It's an ongoing issue, he says. Um and if you'd given me a 2-1 win like this before kickoff, I'd have taken it. I was concerned because everything was too easy and going well in training this week. I'm a happy man with the three points. Any cake talk? No cake talk that's been uh, documented just yet, I don't think. But um, we will check. Uh, it's the international break. He's got to find some time for some cake mm. on the sofa. Maybe go maybe go to Harrogate. Go, go to Betty's. Mm. Do they have sofas in Betty's? It's quite a hard seat place, oh, that's isn't it? That's true, yeah. Maybe yeah. that'd be interesting for variety. Get him out of the house. You can have cake in other places apart from your own home. He's having a word about the Rotherham fixture as well, which is correct, that we're back playing on the Friday night ahead of everybody else and, and far more of our players will be away than Rotherham's, he's saying, but um, hopefully we'll be all right. We'll be all right, but we can worry about that another day, can't we? Ruteres in the under-21s, isn't he? So, well, now, so is Willie Nonto. Mm. Now, um, now Leicester... They'll smirk at our player. Getting, it's good that he's got an international call-up. It's will, a shame that he's not quite... I will say about Willie Nonto, it was nice to see that he didn't just disappear off down the tunnel at the final whistle and he stayed out on the pitch to applaud the fans with the other players and he defended he did two really good intelligent bits of defending one where he tracked back to help out Archie Gray and mm. he won a tackle and a throw-in I celebrated that throw-in that was really good yeah Archie Gray gave him a, half, a high five and then up your end um, up after your that end. the ball was bouncing um, into the corner and mm. he could have kept it in instead he, he shepherded it out to win a corner and then he of, nearly set up Pat Bamford he did, but the ball was, he passed it behind him. Pat had made a run yeah. in front and then uh, Plymouth nearly scored, which was uh, <laughs> I think that really, a little bit that... of a demerit. But he was sometimes, um, there's been a problem at points this season where we change the wingers and we look uh, weaker defensively. Mm. Um, I think there was a little bit of that against Leicester because that chance that Mel when Melier made the brilliant save, Wilf really wasn't on it to stop that cross from, from coming across. Uh, today he was absolutely yeah it looked like he looked um, improved really didn't he compared yeah, to that so that yeah. was very good I agree and just another comment actually Farkas when you're so dominant you would like to win by six or seven goals but there is also a brave and a good opponent our defending was in many ways excellent you have to bring a tight lead over the line yeah. I don't know if Joe Edwards rugby tackling Dan James is necessarily brave picked on the littlest player <laughs> did it in front of the bench though that was quite brave um, I want to mention so yeah Piro got us the winning goal in the end didn't they so mm. um, stepped up to the to the plate and the, at the point where it mattered and it wasn't. It was a nice finish. Just like rolling it under the keeper. Mm. He took it really well. He's very composed and very cool. And I think it's, I think Fotmob have given him man of the match today. Actually, oh really? Yeah, eight point something. Which I know it, it works out via algorithm based on sort of touches and obviously it weights goals quite heavily. But um, I think that's an interesting. Um, I don't know yeah. if I would have given it to them actually. I thought Somerville's really good. 
Like the, the amount of times that... Some, some of has been given 8.2 out of 10, but Pirro's been given 8.2 and shaded it. But people find it so incredibly difficult to get the ball off Somerville. In mm. fact, there was one bit when he was running through and he was fouled about three times and then lost the ball and the ref just didn't give him it. And I was thinking, fucking hell, ref. If any any one of these you can give, if you fancy, but... Anyway. Yeah, there is, there's there's an element of gift horse and I can feel myself doing it when uh, these players are running around doing incredible skills and being really dead good at football. You know, we only scored two. Um, but that's kind of the nature of needing a result at the end of it. Um, the first half, watching them just running around and doing that, it kind of, it was almost um, like inbuilt guilt because they were, they were doing so much cool stuff and that's when I started looking at um, Farker in the dugout going like, uh, should we be having this much fun? Is this okay? Maybe we're just, so we've got to go and say some Hail Marys and yeah, I was gonna uh, say the, flagellate later. The football gods always pop up and that just remind you, just remind you, don't they, to... Uh... The football god in this case being Daniel Farker doing his nuts about a back heel. Yes. I mean, we're, com- we're complaining far too much, though, aren't we? No, I'm not complaining. I don't I have feel any like, complaints. I feel like, so. No, I think <laughs> like, oh, we should have scored that. That should have gone. No, but you have to you have to but, reflect what, what happened know, in the game. Which, and as he said, you know, we, we should have be putting games like that, putting teams to the sword. Six or seven goals. He's even touched on it in his comments. And the fact that we didn't, we allowed it to become closer. Mm. Has you know, it felt a bit stressful towards the end then inside the stadium. But when you come away from it and you analyse it, it was like, yeah, it was a nice, nice, con- well controlled win. All things yeah. considered, it makes the four ones against Huddersfield even sweeter. Yeah. And we've kind of in the last what is it two weeks since then proven that we can do the different things so we can absolutely romp through dog shit prove that against Huddersfield <laughs> and then we can take on the best team in the division and beat them um, the former, fact, former best team yeah the, as they were at the time but they are finished are they now now yeah. anybody can beat them as Middlesbrough are proving like any old chumps can just whack a free kick past them and it's easy um, and then we can take on um, a promoted team who are supposed to be good and aren't particularly they do score a lot so the fact that we've kept them down to one, maybe, but whatever. But there are, yeah, so we've, gone, we've hit that kind of middle range um, and won. So three different ways of winning against three different kinds of opponent is pretty much um, a good sign of things to come after the international break when, because we are a day short of fitness, Rotherham are going to, what did Rotherham do today? Lost 5-0. Five 5-0. Nil. Five nil. Yeah, so we've got to, we've got to worry. We've really got to worry. Although they drew the Ipswich. Just be careful now. Don't start saying silly things like that. I just, oh, I, just I have no say, influence here. We, They'll do what they're going to do. Got, I know we kind of remember Bielsa's promotion as well as being this glorious romp where we played teams off the park and were brilliant. We won a lot of home games by a single goal. Yeah, and we lost loads as well, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we almost reduced Luke Ayling was a broken man in uh, at the end of January, wasn't he? Mm. Standing in Nottingham, um, just trying to explain just how bloody awful he'd actually become and um, not being able to find the words. So uh, we've still got that part of the season to look forward to as well. <laughs> I think that's already happened for Luke Ayling this season. He already looks a bit of a broken man. Can I just say, him. I really like winning. It's nice, isn't it? It's really, really nice and it makes me so happy. Mm. And I could be happy now for the whole international break because that's what, six, I think that's six wins out of eight. Mm. We've done now six, no, seven, seven out of nine. It's annoying really when you look at, the, the nice thing looking at the table is the points we've lost, like not beating Sheffield Wednesday at home. Not beating Cardiff at home, not beating West Brom when we should have beaten them. Yeah. The away, like we've, it feels like we've actually taken Southampton away is the exception really, but we've we've generally done pretty well in the tougher games. Yeah, so draw against Cardiff should have won that. Birmingham away, players ruined that should have won that. Yeah, um, uh, West Brom at home should have won that. Uh, we dropped points against Wednesday, clearly should have won their, that. Their goal was offside and a ball away. Hull away, cheated by the referee, sending Roden off would have won that. Yep, Southampton, let's forget that. <laughs> Stoke nearly won it. 
So actually, we would have won all but so one we of our games. About so fifty that's, points. So I that's think. what we're saying is the correct moral outcome. But right we now. are still we're nearly now at two points per game, aren't we? Thirty-one, just, just shy of thirty-one yeah. from sixteen. So given the summer, given the players' strikes going on, all that sort of stuff, we're still going on at the end of August. This is fine, isn't it? This yeah, it's is good. Fine. This, this is lovely. Is, I'm having a really this nice is good. time. This yeah. is good. So I mean, I think uh, I think Farker would have accepted this, and it will definitely help across the season that he's done this before. It surely must help because none of the other managers at the top of the league have have got experience of this, and he knows it. Mm. He knows what he's doing. Maresca done nothing. Bald fraud. Useless. Child at Ipswich. Scum child. Pathetic. He'll probably be sacked soon. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing that number eight, Joe Edwards. <laughs> so when I was looking at him, he's a scum fan. Disgusting. Yeah, actually, so that's actually, probably I, why he's having a go with Dan James in particular. I actually know he's a scum fan because there's um, from the WhatsApp group that was from came from the walk. There's, the a, jo- walk, there's yeah. a Joe Edwards in that who was looking up himself <laughs> on Wikipedia and we discovered he was a, a scum fan. There you go. From mm. that. So disgusting. Three points, three points on the board. Happy going into the international break. Jobs are good on yeah? Yeah. All Let's right. just beat Rotherham. Yep. Keep it going. Easy. Yeah, we'll have another moment like this that's on the front cover of the new Square Ball magazine. Look at that. As done by, I always forget how to... Uh, it's Maria Markovic, who is Football Maria on Instagram and who's absolutely... There's also featured in L'Equipe this weekend. Well, I did that. Yeah. And that <laughs> oh, artwork is... Must be nice. That artwork's out of the uh, charity calendar. Is absolutely a top-notch um, artist, as are all the people who've contributed to the magazine. And you can see all the... There's a nice, oh, picture of me in in that, nice picture of me in that magazine. Yeah, as well. we're deliberately not, we're, we're not putting that on there. Uh, How photoshopped was that image? On this stream, so heavily. Not at all. Um, but, I just uh, want to yeah, say, final, final thing is we've been, uh, if you've enjoyed our moaning today, despite a win, um, please do vote for us in the Club, mm. po- Club Podcast of the Year. Uh, we've been shortlisted for in the FSA Awards. What we're basically happy to do is just go to London and get a bit drunk um, and have a nice posh dinner and get try our best to, to not be obnoxious and hopefully we can come back with a the trophy so um, the squareball.net forward slash vote question 8 is the one that we're in if you, you can try mind. your best not to be obnoxious uh, I should be doing nothing in this <laughs> yeah question 8 is the one you can if you only want to do question 8 that's fine if you want to fill out more you can that's it question 8 vote for us question please, 8 please, click please. click done um, in the meantime happy days we'll see you soon the match ball even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.